Oh, hi there. Good to see you. I hope you're having a great day so far. My name is Chantal Ashton and welcome to this week's episode. Well, well, actually it's the first episode of House After Dark. So welcome, hi. Uh, if you don't know me already, I'm a real estate agent in the Durham area. Over the course of my career, I've run into some, let's just say, unexplained things. If you love creepy stories and you also love houses, then you have come to the right place, my friend. Each week, I'm going to share some spooky stories that either I or my coworkers have run into, and I might even throw in some urban legends just to keep things interesting. So throw on some laundry, start your workout, or whatever you do when you listen to podcasts, and let's get into it. How'd you like that intro? It was really good, right? Little, the door is creaking, get it? It's like dark houses and dark, yeah. It was a good one, glad I found it. Anyways, okay, so today's story took place in 2015. Frank Medford was a new real estate agent in Fort Erie, Niagara. Here's, here's some background info on Frank. You see, Frank used to be a tradesperson, but after having sold a few houses of his own, he wanted to expand into flipping, make little cash on the side, have his little side hustle going on. And Frank was 25 at the time with really no family close by or other responsibilities. So let's be real. He probably wanted a Mercedes. That's like the real estate agent starter pack. <laughs> Anyways, so it was Sunday and Frank was doing an open house. It was quite a busy one, lots of people were going through, but there was this one man who sort of stood out from everybody else. He was really tall, he had a fancy suit on, probably some really flamboyant socks on too, because I don't know why, but people who wear, who wear fancy suits, they always have crazy socks. Like, is that a rich people thing or <laughs> what's with the socks? So this guy, his name is Arthur, and he told Frank that he owned a chain of restaurants. I'm not gonna tell you which ones because of copyright laws, but I'm sure you can use your, your imagination. <laughs> he said he had inherited, inher inherited his mom's house a few years ago, but couldn't part with it, so it was left vacant. It needed a lot of work, but it was in a really nice area, and at that point, he just kind of wanted to get rid of it as fast as he could. So this was the perfect opportunity for Frank to start his little, his little side hustle and he was really excited to see this house. Arthur told Frank to follow him to the house instead of giving him the address, which I feel like should have been the first red flag, but he did it anyway. They both got into their cars and drove a few kilometers away down a secluded road. Frank took a right-hand turn down the long tree-lined driveway when he started to approach the house, he could see it needed, it did need a lot of work. It was one of those Victorian era houses with the red bricks and the large wrapping front porch, which are so beautiful when they're taken care of, but this one was in pretty rough shape. The windows were all boarded up, the eaves troughs were falling off in a few places, and the lawn was almost up to Frank's waist. They both got out of their cars and walked to the front of the house. 
Arthur got the keys and opened the door. Frank was expecting it to be in rough shape, but it was so much worse than that. He could smell a strong smell of mold right when he walked in. It was obvious that there was a lot of damage from rodents and he didn't think there would be enough room for him to profit. He was, he was a bit disappointed because Arthur did make it seem to be in a little bit better shape than it was, but he decided to look at it with him anyways. Arthur took him through the main floor and told him a few stories of his childhood. Then he told Frank that the basement was in pretty good shape too. Arthur pulled open the door and quickly ran down the stairs. Frank thought it was strange because it was pitch black down there and Arthur quickly disappeared into the darkness. He took a few steps down and saw that the basement was unfinished. Arthur called to Frank, come on, but he was much further away at this point. And now Frank starts to see the red flags, finally. I can't see anything down there, he said, but Arthur just laughed. Frank was completely freaked out at this point, and he turned around and went up the stairs. That's when he heard Arthur yell something in Russian. When he got to the top of the basement stairs, he started to hear footsteps coming from the second floor. This is when Frank started to run. He ran out of the house as fast as he could and got into his car. He started it and raced home. On his way, he called the police and told them what happened. The thing is, he didn't know the address because he was following the man the entire time, so all he could give them was the general area. As you can imagine, this was the scariest moment of Frank's life. Over the next few weeks, he tried with the police to locate the house, but they were never able to find it. Three months later, Frank received a text at 3 a.m. in the morning, and it woke him from his sleep. It was from an unknown number, and it said, help us. Enough time had passed, though, since the incident that Frank didn't make the connection with the house and just ignored it. As real estate agents, are, our numbers can be public, so we often get random calls from spam messages, so I imagine he just brushed it off as one of those. A year to the day, Frank was at the barbershop getting a haircut when he saw the same house on the news. It turns out the house had been full of victims of human trafficking. They found six girls and two boys handcuffed in the attic. Frank never found out who sent the text message, but later wondered if it was connected to the incident. So how creepy was that story? <laughs> Are you wondering if it's real or not? Well, well, guess what? I, I made it up. But the scary part though is that some version of this story has probably happened many times over. Human trafficking is a really real thing and violence against real estate agents is, uh, it happens too. And some have even died by, by meeting new clients. So it can be, can be a pretty dangerous profession if you're not careful. 
I just wanted to tell this one so you can always keep it in the back of your mind. Always tell people where you're going, send them addresses, be safe from meeting new people, and bring a friend or colleague if you can uh, when you're going out places. Just, uh, just be a little bit mindful. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Did you enjoy it? Great. That's so great. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you'd like to connect with me, feel free to add me on Instagram at Chantal Ashton. Or if you have more ideas for me, like that would be, that'd be super great too. Anyways, have a great week and I'll see you next time.